are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Coach T. Mahano, uh, known as a catalyst of change. He is 33 years old, uh, multi-dimensional and dynamic inspirational speaker. Born and raised in Pukeng in the Northwest Province in South Africa, better known as Coach T. He wears a cloak of many colors and strengths. Not only is he a speaker, but he is also an entrepreneur, a mentor, an author, and a life coach. He completed his high school in 2006 at Grenville High High school thereafter went on to obtain an international diploma in computer studies at CTI in 2008 international computer driving license with ECDL foundation in 2008 and a program in entrepreneurship and small business management at the University of South Africa in 2011 he has successfully completed a business and inter entrepreneurship development course with the Yali Leadership Development Center and completed a one-year business uh, incubation program by Kingdom Business Network. Although he has achieved uh, uh, so much, he mentions assisting individuals to navigate their lives through tribulations to living a life without limits as one of his greatest achievements. Ladies and gentlemen, help us welcome Coach T. Mahano. A very warm good welcome. Morning, good, morning. Good, morning. good morning. Good morning, Tabo. How are you today? I'm absolutely great, ladies. How are you? We yeah, are fabulous. Great. We are great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform and good morning to your listeners. Yeah, you know, we like for me as some of us, and especially with the topic that we are engaging on today, it's quite an exciting one for me because, and as well as for the listeners, because today we are speaking about end of the year exhaustion or fatigue. Yeah. And in many a times, I always say this, and probably I'm going to pose this question to all our listeners as well mm -hmm. to say, Hori, if the year ended in July, would people still uh, find themselves fatigued after six months <laughs> of a year? You know, would they find themselves to say, Hori, I'm tired, yeah. you know, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, it's been a long year, if it ended in July, if you only had seven months in a year, would we still be experiencing fatigue? Is it a mental thing that we put ourselves into? And that's what we'll be talking about with Coach T, end of the year, fatigue, uh, what, is it a mental thing? How do we overcome it? Is it normal? And how do we go through it? And how are we going to finish off the year strong? And that's what we'll be talking about with Coach T today. He's a motivational speaker, like he said, an entrepreneur, an all-rounder. And like he says, well, he wears many caps. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, with many strands as well. Definitely. I'm looking forward to the conversation, ladies. Yeah. And just to kick off, maybe for someone who probably missed a bit on your bio, like, do tell us about, like, who Tabo is, like, his upbringing in Pugang in the Northwest, just to, like, icebreak, how was your childhood and probably how did you get to becoming a motivational speaker? Um, so, with regards to my upbringing, um, I grew up, you know, very alone, if I could say so. I was always a loner, uh, always with my thoughts in my head a lot of the time. Uh, parents got divorced at an early age, so I 
played most of the time with my dad, uh, but he worked a lot of the times, you know, so in Puking, a lot of times I was home alone, um, you know, really getting to figure life out, you know, uh, by oneself. And I think that's what, you know, really, really just sparked the life coaching journey, is seeing how hard, you know, it is to try and trial and error your way through life. And, you know, that really just sparked the desire for, for helping people, you know, because I know how bad it was to try to figure life out by myself. Mm. And ever since then, you know, I've been, I've been very passionate about helping people um, sort of like navigate their way through life. You know, in high school, my nickname was called Dr. Phil. Um, way before I knew what life coaching was, you know, sub, you know, I was I was always in positions where people would come to me for advice. But, you know, apparently I gave good advice, you know. And <laughs> as I moved on from high school, I started doing uh, sports coaching. Um, I had to do, you know, work as, as a way to sort of like get my way through varsity. So I did a lot of sports coaching. I coached soccer, hockey, um, and athletics. And funny enough, I would spend an hour and a half coaching the sport. But after that, I'd be literally at the side of the field, you know, having one-on-one sessions with, you know, the high school kids for like three, four hours after practice. And that's where really the one-on-one engaging and understanding what life coaching really is and taking Mm -hmm. it very seriously started for me. Um, And, you know, I've never looked back at it. You know, life has a funny way of just directing you into what you are, your purpose and what you are destined to do. Nice one. Exactly. Oftentimes I say to people, your point of pain is your point of victory. You know, oftentimes the very thing that hurt us is what God will use to help us help other people. Mm. You know, and you'll be able to find so much victory in that space. You know, the, the, the things that I used to cry and complain about and pray to God and say, why me, why me, are the very things that I'm now utilizing as tools to be able to help other people. And, you know, the ability to extract value from my past experiences, I think for me, has been one of the key, key things. And I think, you know, throughout the, the next couple of weeks, that's what I'll be doing, just, you know, extracting value from my past experiences to help your listeners to be able to navigate, you know, the rest of the year. Finish strong, navigate fatigue. Amazing, amazing, coach. Uh, Already we are just getting a bit of nuggets, and you have just gotten started. They did not make a mistake by referring to you as As Dr. Phil because, (laughs) wow. (laughs) So, coach, let's get into the gist of things. What is uh, end year fatigue? All right. Awesome stuff. I think the best illustration I can use for you to to really just showcase what India fatigue is, right, is if you've ever run any athletic race, cross country, 800 meters, the hardest part is just as you see the finish line, right? Just as you see the finish line, it feels like all your energy just gets sapped out of you and it becomes so hard to finish because uh, your mind sort of like says, we're so close, yet we're so far. Right? And the biggest problem with NDA fatigue that I've often find with my coaching clients, it's more of a mindset in terms of their mental thought towards the year than anything else. Most of us are fatigued by the fact that you're looking at the year, you've got two months left and you're looking at your goal list and you're like, I'm far from where I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. And that touch oftentimes drains the energy out of you, number one. Number two, the incorrect management system. I think a lot of us don't have the right management systems to deal with the demands that are on our lives. 
That's why most of the time people will tell you, I'm tired, I'm tired. How are you? I'm tired. You know, it's because it's an indicator that we don't have the right management. So we had a, an event uh, a couple of weeks ago called our Breakfast of Champions. And one of the things that I said there about, you know, end-year fatigue is that the biggest problem is that you're looking at the year as this is the end of something. Mm. Right. Whenever you look at something like that, you don't fully get to appreciate the the time that you have left because at the end your energy levels go low. You reduce your work ethic. You know everybody understands. You know it's the end of the year. We don't expect much from people during this time. But what I said to my coaching clients is that the end of something is also the start of something else. Mm-hmm. Now, if you understood that, that how you end this year is going to determine how you start 2020, that mental shift changes everything. Because now you know, if I am lazy now, I'm going to start off the year on a lazy scale, right? If I don't do the right work now, then I'm not setting myself up to make sure that when 2020 starts, I'm, I'm starting with one foot up. Most of us start the year off late because we finished the previous year thinking we're ending something. You're not ending something. You're preparing to start something. And just that mindset shift of not seeing it as a year end, but seeing it as the preparation of newness, oftentimes help you galvanize more energy and it gives you more excitement because now you're not just looking at what you have to wrap up. You're getting the excitement of, oh man, Next year, this is what I'm looking forward to. And just that forward thinking and the ability to look at what else is to come, that just naturally gives you more excitement, more joy, more energy. But if all you're looking at is, I just need to wrap this up, I just need to wrap this up, you're not getting and galvanizing the energy that you need for the task that you still have to. Wow, I, I, I took away something there. So basically what you're saying, Hore, it's not, it's all a mental State, state, state yeah. of mind. Okay, so because we are now programming ourselves to say, no, I'm tired. Yeah. Automatically, our physical, body, our physical, tired. yeah, we'll be tired. Exactly, exactly. The, the things that we say to ourselves over and over and over create what we call mind talk, right? Mind talk creates a belief system. Now, your body, your energy level, your actions are all galvanized through your belief systems. So the things that you say to yourself are very important. So if you're waking up every morning and you're like, ah, ah just one more push, just mm-hmm. one more month, just one more week, yeah, yeah. all of that, you're setting a tone and an energy, mm. right? But if you wake up and you're like, oh man, next year's just going to be so great. I need to make sure that I do this. I need to make sure that I network. I need to make sure that I finish these tasks on a high. You're already galvanizing the right energy that you're starting your day off on a, on a positivity. So the, 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 the mind talk, the, 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 the energy level and the vibrations that you walk around with, mm-hmm. all of that galvanize energy, right? Mm-hmm. There are some people... And, let me use this as an example, right? You can wake up being in a very good mood and then go and have a conversation with one person and leave there totally drained, right? Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
right? And that just shows you that the person you spoke to had an energy that just sucked and drained the energy out of you. So if you are walking around with that negative energy, literally that's what you're doing. You're draining your environment and the people around you as well. But if you come with a positive energy, we're ending off strong so that we can start off strong. Not only are you going to galvanize yourself, but you're going to be able to feed off of the positive energy of the people around you. And so a lot of it is mental. And then the management system that I spoke about earlier, that's where it deals with the physical, all right? Management systems are things like the things that you're eating. Right? If you're having puff for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there's no surprise why you don't have energy throughout the day. So a lot of us, we're not eating right. We're not drinking the right things. You know, we're not exercising because we feel like, ah, it's the end of the year. I'll start in January. Mm. So the fact that we don't have healthy lifestyles and those are the kinds of things that also, you know, impact us on a physical side. And then at work, what I've noticed is that a lot of people are putting in effort in the wrong places. If you have conversations with most people, most people don't know what moves the needle in their work environment. They think, if I just take on a lot of stuff, I'm going to impress my employees. Mm. If I just am a yes man and things like that, and the problem with that is you've taken on 10 tasks and you're delivering at 40% on all of them. So yes, you're doing a lot, but the work excellency is not there. Where someone who's taken on three tasks and is doing them at a high level of excellence is getting more recognition at work. And then you feel like oh, all the work I'm putting in is not even going to, into the right space. Mm. So most of us haven't even sat down to assess. Am I putting my energy into the things that move the needle? I was having a conversation with a client of mine who was um, looking for employment, right? And a lot of us are struggling to find employment in this current state. Mm -hmm. And she was taking a CV, um, printing multiple CVs every single day and literally knocking on every door she could find and dropping off her CV. And I said to her, you've been doing this for two weeks. Is it moving the needle? And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, okay, let's change the strategy. Let's look at what moves the needle. Instead of going outside and knocking on doors, let's to use the, the platforms you have. Sit for two to three hours on LinkedIn every single day and connect with the right people in your industry. And literally, a week later, she had a, a, an interview and she's currently employed. So by shifting where she put her energy and putting her energy in things that actually move the needle, she was able to gain a whole lot more um, you know, results. So mm. are you putting your energy in the right places? Because you can work your whole day off, yeah. but if you're not putting your energy in the right places, it won't move the needle and you'll feel like your efforts are useless. Amazing stuff, Coach T. Now, you mentioned uh, keeping a high energy, and we are aware that this year and last year as well, we are still in the pandemic. The pandemic uh, yeah. uh, showed us the most. You know, people are seeing flames. Some people also lost their jobs. So maybe perhaps there is one listener out there who is like, how do I keep up a high energy even when I have lost income, even when I don't know whether I'm coming or going, my things are just falling apart? How do I make maintain and keep a high energy so fundamentally when you're in that position it's hard to make that solely your responsibility mm. right because you've taken so many blows right so seek help mm. fundamentally seek help 
in that moment, you need a neutral voice, a neutral perspective. You need a coach. You need someone who can stand outside of your lived experience and be able to show you a perspective that you're not seeing. Because if life if things keep happening, right, one after the other, you have the mentality of life is happening to me. But when you have a coach, they can show you how life is happening for you. Because, yes, you've lost your job, but you haven't lost your life. Mm. And one of the things that I always say to my coaching clients is most of us have places value in the wrong places. And if there's one thing COVID showed us is that, Right? A lot of us have placed value in our employment. A lot of us have had placed value in the government. And literally when all of that got shut down, you got to see that your value is in the wrong place. And when you've got the right help, the right help will help you understand where, you've, where your value remains. The fact that you're still alive means that there's talents and skills that still remain in you. You may just not have had the opportunity for someone to show you how to turn those talents and skills into monetary value. And that's what I'm saying. You can't leave that solely to you. Most of us, when we get into that space, the biggest problem we make is that we get into our cocoons, we shrink inside, we don't want to talk to anybody, we retract from society. Mm. But there's help. You need to, in that moment, realize that you can't do this alone. You need to surround yourself with uh, what I call scaffolding, right? If you if you take note of any major building that is built, you know, especially skyscrapers, there's these cages of, 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 of scaffolding that they put around the building to help keep the building in shape while the cement dries off. Now, in this season that you're in, you don't have the skills or the strength to do it alone. So you need a community that will sort of prop you up on your leaning side. People who can encourage you, call you every single morning and say, okay, what's the plan for today? Can we go this? Can we try that? I spoke to this person on your behalf. All right, this is the plan. I remember you had this skill set. All right, can you still do this? Can you take pictures? Okay, I, I saw an opportunity here. So when you surround yourself with a coach and with the right community, those are people who are not emotionally involved in your struggle. So they can see the things you don't see because you're too emotionally invested in it. And when you have that, if you're able to really, really get to a point where people can help you push out. That's why, you know, there's the, the same of Ubuntu, that motokimotokabat. Mm. Like we need other people. This is a time where you need community more than anything because there are opportunities that you don't know your skill set can meet simply because you're not in those rooms. But if you reach out and you, you leave pride aside and say, I need help, um, this is what I have, can I turn this into value? Somebody will be able to assist you and help you with that. And we've been able to do that for quite a number of our clients. Mm. It is 34 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock. We still joined in studio by Coach T. Tabo And if you have any questions for him or you need a bit of advice, do let us know 067-153-1089. You can drop us a text. And when we come back, we're still talking about the end-year fatigue, how we are going to get through it, how we are going to finish off the year strong because, wow, we do need <laughs> the motivation. Uh, Tabo, please stay on the line. Let's take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're continuing with the conversation. 
you want a driver's license, don't hesitate. Rainbow GT Driving School is your solution. They are the K53 specialist from the motorbike to code 8, 10 and 14. And they also do training for forklifts. They are based in Kempton Park, 1H Lewis Street, just opposite the license department near Festival Mall. You can call them on 011-394-7520 or you can WhatsApp them on 067-263-6374. They are your driving license solution. Rainbow Driving School, drive with rainbow, drive with passion. 38 minutes past the hour, 10 o'clock. And if you have just joined us, a very warm welcome to you. You are tuned into the Talk Right Here on Hope Alive Radio Station, shaping minds for a better future. We are the Rich Aunts hanging out with Tabo Mahano, uh, also known as Coach T. And we have a message on our WhatsApp line. If you want to say something to Coach T, uh, please text it to 067-153-1089. What is Eunice saying there, Nelson, on our WhatsApp line? So we have Eunice on our WhatsApp line, and she's saying, wow, management. management. <laughs> I'm stuck here. Great conversation, fam, with lots of love. Eunice, we love you too, Eunice. Thank you so much for tuning in. So basically, and before we took the ad break, we we're speaking about um, seeking help when it comes to basically keeping up your high energy level with Coach T. And he's still on the line. And I just want to ask, Kore, basically when we are seeking help, and because now I feel like it's like having an accountability partner, mm -hmm. do we necessarily have to have those accountability partners in order for us to maybe keep our energy levels high? So accountability partners and accountability systems are important. The reason being is you're here because you've lied to yourself before. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. If, if we could solely leave it up to you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Most of us are here because yesterday we said tomorrow. Mm. And now tomorrow has arrived and we still haven't done the things that we said we were going to do, you know? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just human nature that the moment things get uncomfortable, we seek to go back and revert back to our old ways of doing things. So accountability partners and accountability systems are important. They're not there to guilt you, but they are people who are invested in your success and invested in helping you overcome you. You know, so I think one of the biggest problems that we do when we're setting up accountability partners is that uh, it's sort of like you they're seen as principles with this rod and they're just there to bash you when you don't do things right. And that, that negativity towards it sort of like makes people frown away from accountability partners. But mm -hmm. for me, accountability partners and systems are people that are just as invested in your growth and in your success as you are. And they want you to see you succeed just as badly as you want to see yourself succeed. And therefore, one of the biggest things that I always say when you're setting up accountability partners, they will up with people who have already mastered what you're trying to do. Right? Most of us, when we're setting up accountability partners, we set it up with our friends who are struggling at what we are struggling with, right? Yeah. And the problem is, the moment you send that <clears throat> that good morning text and be like, yo, I've got a headache, you're going to get a ish from me, me too, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And now you're both excusing each other from, you know, showing up to the gym, for instance. 
Mm. But when you when you have accountability partners who have who know the excuses, who know at at day fourteen this is the journey you're most likely going to face, this is the struggle you're most likely going to face, they are able to help you walk yourself out of the excuses that you had. And the beautiful things about systems is they minimize the negotiations that you need to have with yourself. If I can just elaborate a bit on that, right? Mm. Most of us we get it wrong because of the negotiations we have with ourselves. Let me give you a simple example. Let's say you set a, a, an alarm for yourself in the morning and you say to yourself, I want to wake up at four o'clock because I need to hit the gym. Mm. Now, the alarm goes off as normal. Now, if the first thing you say to yourself when the alarm goes off is, Ish, is it four already? <laughs> that is so mean. That's going to guarantee that a snooze button is hit at some point Accurate. and already you've started losing, right? Yeah, yeah. But if the system you have in mind is when the alarm goes off, there's no conversation, the alarm went off, so it must be for a clock, you get up and you go. You minimize your 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 your, your chance of, of relapsing because you're reducing the conversation. There are some things that you just need to put systems in place that make it a non negotiable. Like we don't need to speak about it, we don't need to discuss it. It is just what it is. It's a commitment I've made and I'm gonna stay committed to my commitment. So I think if you have accountability partners with people who have mastered the journey that you're on, so they know the loopholes, they know the excuses and they can help you walk yourself out of those and then introduce systems that minimize the conversation. Because it's those conversations that make us lose at the end of the day. Because you're going to say, is it four o'clock? Then you're like, five more minutes won't hurt. <laughs> and then five minutes, 10 to 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. And then you've lost that battle. And then you end up not going to the, the gym, gym at, at all. all. Like... <laughs> So we have a text as well coming through from Liza and she's saying, you are here because you've lied to yourself before. Ouch. Great eye opener, Coach T. Thank you so much for those wise words. Yo, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, we have another one. Oh, yes. We have another one coming through from Serofo and he is saying, morning, wealthy aunts and... Spula and Coach T on the line. Great interview, ladies. Indeed, all changes in your outer world begins with the changes in the inner world. So may our conversations with ourselves be met with action. Thank wow. you so much. Serofo, Mr. Emancipate Motseha. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you this. so much, uh, Serofo, and uh, the other uh, people who texted. We really, really appreciate it. Coach, now let's talk about New Year's resolutions. A lot of people, when the year begins, they make resolutions and we fail to be consistent in, in, in keeping yeah. those uh, res the resolutions throughout the year. How are we helping each other today to make to be consistent? All right. So there are two fundamental things that most of us don't consider when we go setting or we're doing resolutions, right? Mm. Um, the first one is we are fundamentally not aware of the lifestyle cost associated with the goal that you're setting. All right. So let me use gymming again because I think most people will be able to relate to it. So mm -hmm. the year is about to start and you set yourself a goal and you say, look, I want to lose 20 kilograms in the next six months. And then you just put it on your vision board and you're like, all right, cool. That's it. That's my goal. The first thing that you don't know is you didn't ask yourself in terms of re realistically speaking, 
with your blood type and your body type and your, you know, whatever injuries you've had previously, is that timeline that you've given yourself realistic? Because you haven't had a conversation with a personal trainer to sit down and really get an expert advice in terms of is your goal and the timeline realistic? That's point number one, right? Mm. And then when you don't end up achieving the goal in the timeline that you set, your heart literally breaks. You know, that's why the Bible says dreams deferred make us the heart sick. Because mm-hmm. most of the time when you set a goal and you don't accomplish it, it literally starts to impact your heart and your energy towards that thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So most of us don't have the right information associated with our goals. That's point number one. Point number two is the lifestyle cost in terms of time and money. Right? So you go to the gym and you realize you're, I actually can't gym with all stars. I actually need to get running shoes. So that's a financial cost. Mm. I can't continue eating the food that I'm eating. So I actually need to actually make a monetary change towards my dietary and the kind of food that I'm buying. Uh, I can't keep watching the shows that I'm watching because they ignite anxiety because they really want me to really just eat junk food. So now you're realizing there's so much associated with actually accomplishing this goal. And then you're like, oh, nah, it's not for me anymore. Mm. But when you were setting the goal, had you sat down and said, okay, cool, this is the goal. Okay, monetary-wise, what is it going to cost? And look at your budget and be able to associate that. Time-wise, okay, it means that every morning I need to wake up earlier or, you know, before the end of my day, I need to make sure that I'm sitting an hour or two towards the gym. You know, in terms of lifestyle, what it means about the change in your lifestyle, your behavior at work, um, the things that you do throughout the day to make sure that you you, you manage your energy level. If you ha- take the time to consider all of those things that go into your goals and then ask yourself, am I in the right position to pay the lifestyle price of this goal? a lot of us would have a lot more follow through. Mm. But most of our goals, we don't think that deeply. We just set things that excite us and we set that list, but you don't do the work. We usually take a month to a month and a half with our coaching clients, helping them break down their goals, helping them understand what is the lifestyle cost towards this. And then point number two, most of us are dreaming in facets. Like we're not dreaming in unison. So you set a goal that, you know, you want to lose weight. But when we look at it on the other side, you like my social life, I need to develop it. I want to party every single weekend. And then the things you're doing when you're partying every single weekend clash with the first goal that you set. Because we're, we're dreaming in every single space, but there's no unison towards it. So number one, you need to set the goals and understand what's the lifestyle cost and ask yourself, be honest with yourself. Am I currently the kind of person that can accomplish this goal? Mm. If not, it doesn't mean the goal in and of itself is not accomplishable. It means there's still work you need to do Mm. before you can set that as a goal. And then, you know, going into the year, let me first get myself to a certain level. For instance, for, for years I struggled with weight loss and I realized my biggest problem is I don't have uh, the muscle memory of consistency. So before I took on the whole journey of wanting to lose weight, I said to myself, okay, let's build the muscle memory of consistency and let's leave one thing. So literally there was a year where I took off and I just left uh, fizzy drinks and cool drinks. Right? And literally I went through all the different stages of withdrawal, 
you know, and all of that and stuff like that. And I went through the different stages, but for a whole year, I was without fizz. Mm. And what that taught me is, okay, you have the capacity now to say, you can eat sugar, you can leave that, because you've built the muscle memory and you're now the person to take on that big you get what I mean? So mm. understanding the lifestyle associated with and then making sure once you've listed all your goals, is there unison in this? And I, am I currently the person to actually go after these goals? There's still some work I need to do. And when you're that honest with yourself, you'll see, you will set strong goals and you'll be able to be more committed, understanding exactly what it is going to cost you. And you'll be able to live up to those goals every single day because you didn't set yourself up for failure from mm. the start. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. You have to be realistic with those goals. That yeah, you I, I, I take away the be honest with yourself part mm. because, hey, we can lie to ourselves. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to gym Monday to Friday. Meanwhile, you know you are lazy. lazy. <laughs> 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 and, and I, I just add one more point, right? Yeah. Um, so we have a system. We call it our, our, our ECM system. Right? We call it efficiency, consistency, and then mastery. So one of the things we say to our coaching clients is that pick your battle. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can't fight too many battles all at the same time. You'll find somebody will say, I want to master this thing in six months, but they, they are a complete problems, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we say to them is that first start with consistency. Get yourself to first be consistent in something. Once you're consistent in it, then look at efficiency, right? Once you're efficient, then look at mastery. So I'll literally say to one of my coaching clients who's starting to want to gym, I say, look, for the first three months, just get to the gym. What you do when you get there, I couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally have no shake when you're there. But can we get your system used to, in the morning I wake up and I go to the gym. Mm. Once we've won that battle and it's no longer a negotiable, it's no longer a conversation, then we can start having the efficiency conversation to say, okay, now that we don't have to fight to get you here, you're here anyway, let's make this place efficient. Mm. Then we get you to speak to a personal trainer, do the right regimens and things like that. And then once you've done that efficiently for three to six months, then we start looking at you know, mastery, where you're now going into, you know, molding your body, toning up, doing all of these things. Because if you try to do all of those things all at the same time, it's too many fights. Yeah. Like it's too many battles all at once and most of us don't have the muscle memory. So, you know, ECM, efficiency, consistency and mastery. And when you're patient with yourself, and this is another key thing, I always say to people, don't dream, you know, in short terms, like in 12 months. You know, dream in decades. Give yourself time. Because if, when you give yourself time, sometimes the time frame that we set for us is what sets, sets us up for traps because yeah. mm. we're so in a rush, you know, and you, you're so rushed. I remember one lady came to us for coaching and she was dealing with a particular problem that she had been dealing with for 12 years. And she said to me, how quickly can you get me through this? Mm. And I was like, it took you 12 years. Trust me, one hour is not going to be efficient mm. for us to get you through. You understand because it's been such a rooted thing. We're gonna need to uproot it. So some of us are, are setting ourselves up for failure because we're not patient with ourselves. Something you've been struggling with for twenty years, you want someone to come and help you, you know, get rid of it in twenty minutes. Mm. Give yourself the time. Time is very good. I always say this to people. You can't talk yourself out of something you behaved yourself into. Wow. If you behave yourself into it, it's gonna take a change in behavior. 
Mm. Thank you so much, Coach T, for those words. And another text that came through from Eunice, and she's saying, shoo, what a relevant conversation. Every single word shared here is what I really needed at the moment. I'm so recharged and refilled. And now I can face anything and ensure that I attain everything I've intended to accomplish. Oh, and this is from Eunice. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Eunice. Coach T has been a good short. It's been real. It's been real. Like, I feel like Lena, Lena, is it Lena? It was a bit of like, why why is he using me as an example now? You know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much to Coach T for joining us on the line. We have him again next week. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for the opportunity, ladies. And I'll definitely be in studio with you guys next week. I was looking forward to seeing you this week, but I will definitely make it happen next week. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Tabo Mahano. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.